Welcome to Politics well, and Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today, folks. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, the United States of America. And of course, good morning to the rest of the world. How are all the people doing today? I know we're doing fine. You know why? Because we are going to ensure that we are the ones who determine the direction of the day. Because you know what? We matter. You know what? We will assert our worth. We must assert our worth. Good morning. Operating solo today in the studio is the one and only Jack Van Beber. Jack, how are you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing good, Egberto. Kansas string are home are holding up and things seem to went off a little bit on time. So I guess I'm learning. Well, I don't think you're learning. I think at this point, you know, you know, because you brought all this up all by your lonesome. Anyway, my dear brother, what's the word of the morning or do we have a word of the morning today? Yeah, yeah, I got some stuff here. A government that won't protect the most vulnerable people is illegitimate. A government that engages in war so business can profit and claims to be pro-life is two-faced. A president that won't balance an unbalanced court is not caring for the people. A court that doesn't represent the people is unjust. The people who put up with this are fools. I love that. I love that. I love that. And you know what? What we want to make sure is that we have people informed, Jack. So that's what we yes. do here. We inform. We inform. We inform. Because, again, all of us that are uninformed share the same fate. Anyhow, folks, we are going to have a great show for you today. Title of the show today is HISD Parent Speak. So in the beginning of the program, we're going to have uh, uh, Karina Quesada Leon. She's going to. She's been on the board at uh, one of the one of the boards at the HISD, and she's going to have her take on what's going on with the in the Houston Independent School District. Remember, this is not something that only covers the Houston area. This is something that's occurring all over the country with the attempt to, of the charterization of schools, and you know they do it under the blankets of several different facades. So uh, we have to be very cognizant of that. And it's no different here in Houston. She's going to discuss it. Then we also have a subject that is called uh, unions. Well, let me give you the title of the show. The title of the show is HISD Parent Speaks. Unions must win now. Charter school industry's goal. And of course, Paxton walks. Karina Quesada Leon discusses the HISD takeover. The public school system is under attack. By charter school, the charter school industry and unions must start growing and winning. A.G. Ken Paxton, what can I say? What can I say? Seems like every politician is on sale. Seems like, well, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, folks, there are several ways to get the program. You know that you can, if you're listening on the dials on the radio, you just dial up to 90.1 FM Houston. You can also Stream it directly from the TuneIn application you can download from your Android or Apple Store and install that mobile app and just scan 4K PFT. And guess what? You'll find both HD1 and HD2. We are on HD1 
right now. You can also stream directly from KPFT 90.1 FM via our website at kpft.org, kpft.org. Just go over there, click on the listen, and you can listen to us live. You can also, of course, while they're there, say, I don't want those long, long drives that they normally have to raise money to keep the station running. So I'll just start giving now. So you can always click that donate button if you are at our website and have the wherewithal to do so. You can watch us live. How do you watch us live? Go to facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. Facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. Alternatively, you can watch us on YouTube live by going to politicsdoneright.tv. I repeat, politicsdoneright.tv. Dot TV, and you can watch me today. I'm in a very non a circus, just a red, red uh, workout shirt. But you know what? Sometimes you have to be in red. What can I say? Anyhow, and of course, you can get our podcast at politicsandright.com slash podcast, where we have all the clips, and we don't get to the clips here on the program, which most of the times we don't. But the program is well prepared for you folks. You can just go to our newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter. And guess what? You get to see uh, every clip that we have, everything that we talked about on the program will be there. Of course, this is a call-in show after our interview with uh, Ms. Karina Quesada-Leon. You can go ahead and give us a call. That's about a 15, 16 minute long interview. So we're going to get that started without further ado. Good morning, Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain, as well as Alistair Waters from Conroe, Texas. It's great having two wonderful uh, PDR Posse members listening in this early in the morning. Anyway, folks, let's get busy with Karina Quesada Leon. And uh, let's do that right this minute. Welcome to another edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Everyone in the Harris County area, a bellwether county in the entire country, is now witnessing what happens when there is a government takeover of an independent school district. Recently, the Houston School District was taken over by the state of Texas. And in, in the process, uh, their attempt to what many believe is uh, turning the district into one controlled by the private enterprise, private systems. But anyhow, above and beyond, today we're we're having uh, Karina Quesada, who is a mother of three kids. She's a former elementary school teacher, and she helps parents navigate throughout the school system where needs arise. She is also, more importantly, a community activist and advocate that many of us depend on. Karina Quesada, welcome to Politics Done Right. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, look, one of the reasons that got me into uh, calling you up is I, I saw a snippet of, of you, and I think it was ABC, and realized, and we're going to start sort of in the middle, realized that after this takeover of the Houston Independent School District began, that you as a, I think you're on one of the boards that direct the that advisory boards for the school, you were summarily dismissed by this new administration. So I want to start there because that 
that contention is something that I think is something that it's blown over from Dallas where he started and it's kind of showing up here. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? So real quick summary on that. So the district advisory committee, um, that is, uh, the, the, the way you get on that or people are the, you have staff members, you have teachers and they have, uh, they are elected into these positions. Okay. So they, there's, uh, it's comprised of that. Then for the parent community and business, um, representatives, right. Those were always appointed by the elected trustees. Now, um, you know, the trustee was elected, right? People vote on who they want to represent them. Someone you agree with, maybe their values um, and their views and their vision uh, for the district. And so then that person would appoint two people to represent that district so that the community was involved in the district uh, advisory committee. Now, the advisory committee does not have a uh, there's no power to it. Right. It's just an advisory committee. But when HB 1842, the takeover law passed, um, that comes the takeover law. HB 1842 also has districts of innovation. OK, so it came together. Districts of innovation is part of the takeover law. Um, and so they. um that in the statute for that, it says that in order for a school district to become a district of innovation, the district of innovation plan has to be approved, has to be voted on by the DAC, the district advisory committee, before it can move on to the board, the trustees, the board of managers now, and then they can vote to approve it. And then you can become a district of innovation. Okay. So the way the the reason it was put in that way is because if you a district of innovation allows you to exempt yourself from from up to sixty seven uh, education Texas education code right stat uh, law basically like things like having certified teachers having a uh, smaller uh, a limit on class sizes uh, having required to notify parents if they're being taught their child is being taught by an uncertified teacher duty in other words. It is, seek, it is seeking the consent of the peoples who are whose kids are attending the district to say it is OK for us to dispense of some of these regulations. Absolutely. So it's it's wanting the approval of the parents, community members and the teachers that are all going to be working under this type of plan. Um, and so, again, in order to get it to even be voted on, to even get to the place where you have it established, it has to make it past the deck. I was on the DAC when we voted to uh, voted on district of innovation, uh, district of innovation plan back in 2021. I voted no. We it was it never made it out of the DAC. Right. That's why we are still not a district of innovation. So Miles is going around the clear intention of the law of this statute by removing um. Dis, uh, district advisory committee members who weren't on board with this plan, who weren't on board with the um, with the takeover. And so I got dismissed. 18 of the members now of the members that are there, 18 of them have applied had applied to be on the board of managers. OK, uh, a lot of these people have been very public about their support of their takeover and support of um, of a district of innovation. Right. And then now 
last night, they put on their, um, they voted on who's going to be the board decided who's going to be on this committee, the district of innovation committee, that's going to make the plan. And out of those people, I believe it was just two or three that had not applied to be on the board of managers. Like they're like, it's all just the same. In other words, they're putting a whole lot of yes people on there that that are not necessarily reflective of the community. It's not reflective at all. It's it's going uh, the clear. It's going around the clear intention of the law, right? Of why you would need to get a district advisory committee approval, right? Because before you decide to dismiss all these laws, you know you can't give that much power to a school board and a, a superintendent. That's why this clause was put in here to provide some guardrails, some checks and balances before you go and do this. And so he's gone around that. He's manipulated it. He changed the district policy so he can decide who is going to be on this deck. Okay, let's talk about the district proper. Uh, the Houston School District got taken over uh, by mm-hmm. the state, supposedly for performance reasons. It turns out, as I recall, it's only Wheatley High School that fell in the performance that that had a performance issue now, and that the school was actually on the ascent. Moreover, I understand that there are many other school districts within the Texas, in the entire Texas, that are doing much worse than uh, Houston has ever done. And they were not uh, taken over at all. So uh, do I have that correct thus far? Yes. And so in 2019, they tried to take us, they they tried to take us over. Um, and then there was an injunction, right? And so they couldn't take us over. So then they filed, I believe it was Benincourt filed SB 1365. Right. Um, and so that allowed and brought in the mechanism so they can continue moving forward with their takeover. So so that's why we're here. It's because of what happened in the past, not what is happening presently. So it's retroactive is what's, is what's going okay. On. So they didn't care that that improvements were made. In no, it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's, it, it's, it's about taking over a school district. It's about taking over a school district that didn't do what they wanted them to do. Um, in 2018, we were supposed to charter off 10 schools, 10 of our schools. We didn't do it. We are one of the only school districts that had schools that could have triggered this uh, takeover and all the other schools went ahead and chartered off their school, the school that might trigger a takeover so that they they wouldn't get taken over. So let me we see if I understand that. you're right. You said, in effect, this was a state bribe. In other words, in order to have a, a, a private corporation uh, get into the school district, uh, you you had you go ahead and you privatize some of your schools and you avoid the state takeover. You decide that you don't want to privatize any of your schools and the state comes and takes it over. And now we have in Congress that will be, I think, in the October session, they're going to try to voucherize the uh, apply, uh, put voucherization that would be applicable throughout the entire state. Correct. Correct. In the special session, yes. Wow. So, um, what? Uh, and so, so th- what? We didn't started- do the chartering, and then we didn't do the district of innovation. So we were just being bad boys and girls down here in uh, Houston, deciding for ourselves what we want for our kids, for our children, for our teachers, for our schools, and um, they were like, "No, that's not what we want you to do." So they came and take us, took us over. This is all very. This is all political. 
No, it's interesting because it's not like uh, uh, Miles, uh, Mike Miles had a success story at, at Dallas, the place that he came from. In fact, as I recall, he left a whole lot of scandals back there. And now, okay. now he's here uh, turning some of our libraries into prisons. Tell us uh, what, what is the recourse that parents have now that this takeover has occurred? I think what we need, we need to come together and try to, I think the best recourse we have is trying to come together and find ways um, that we can uh, like some type of direct action. Right. Uh, We, I continue to go to the board meetings now, not because I, I think that they're going to, anything I say is going to move them in any way. They're just there to rubber stamp. I know that. Um, it is there. I, I go there. So to, 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 to unite my voice with other people that are going, that are also in the same predicament, right? It's so that the media pays attention so that the media covers it so that there's press, which then gets out to more people so that we're all understanding that you're not isolated over there an island onto yourself or or maybe you decide oh i'm gonna ask my kid i wonder if that's going on in their school and lo and behold you find out that it's actually happening in your school too and um it was just appalling yesterday to to uh mike miles's response after seeing parents crying at this meeting talking about what their kids are going through kids themselves coming and speaking and crying about what they're going to teachers also uh, coming and speaking or having others people speak for teachers that didn't that wanted to do it uh, anonymous anonymously then also they were cutting the mics on the little kids you know they get nervous and they start stuttering or you know they lose their spot in what they were trying to say and historically the elected board never cut the mic off kids never i mean it just it's bad optics, right? Like that just doesn't like you're, you're a board over a school district that serves children. Like, why would you cut the mics on them? And yet they were doing that. And at the end of this meeting, Mike Miles basically calls us all liars that he had gone and toured the school with the board of managers and they know what's actually going on in the schools, not what these people here are saying. So called the, the parents, the teachers and the children all liars. We're just all making this up. It's not happening. Well, it's good that we have people that are bringing bringing the story about what's going on at the Houston Independent School District, uh, a a district that has been taken over by the state with the sole intent of finding a way to privatize it, finding a way to turn it in, uh, turn it into, uh, uh, I I guess what they're they're hoping to do is turn much of it into a charter school system. Uh, Mm. Karina? Yes. Yeah, they're trying to what's going to happen also is they're going to be closing schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to that's already that those that's already in place. The wheels are moving towards that. Um what's interesting to see is that we have on the board of managers uh a man that has made over 28 million dollars off real estate, the CEO of Camden Properties. Um that that's not a conflict of interest, right? Mm-hmm. We have someone that works for the college board, right? That's uh, the AP and the testing, someone that profits off testing our kids to death. That's not a conflict of interest, I'm sure, right? Like, you know, it's just, 
it's really concerning. And yes, this is moving towards either closing the schools or chartering off the schools. And if they close the school, then the building itself will probably be sold to a charter and then a charter will, will pop up there. So So then the real estate person makes money off of the sale of the school and the charter school system or the privatized charter school systems makes a profit by turning each one of the children into a money-making widget. And -hmm. at the same time, there are no more restrictions because uh, you have voted you have voted to make it an innovation district and in making it an innovation district, you've foregone six to seven different regulations that govern how these schools should operate, including having certified teachers. So whereas they claim they're coming in here to make a school district safer, to make a school district more functional and and bring students out uh, correctly, what you're getting is a school, a privatized school district with no regulation, with little regulations, with teachers that are not certified. And as we all know, if you take a look at the statistics based on charter schools versus public schools, public schools in general do better. So that's where we are at, at uh, university, or rather at the Houston Independent School District, unless Texas elects a new governor and legislator that cares about the kids. Is that about right? That's about right. The only thing is the they the school district doesn't need the District of Innovation to charter off the schools. They can do that through SB 1882. Okay. But, but the but the District of Innovation allows for all these freedoms that are guaranteed to the charter schools for the school district to to do. Got yeah. it. Well, uh, Karina Quesada Leon, give me a little closer how you'd like to close this session. Um, I think I would just like people to know that um, to really pay attention to what's going on in um, in the school, in your school district, show up. Even if you're scared to speak, don't speak. You don't have to speak right away. But I'm sure that once you do, you, you go to one of these meetings, you'll want to you'll want to voice your opinion. But be involved. Uh, don't be afraid to speak up. Um, join up with Community Voices for Public Education if you want to know more information and more ways to to continue to fight to fight back, file grievances, file complaints. Um, get with us. We'll help you. We will help you file those complaints. And how can they get involved with you? Uh, it's uh, it's on the website. It's Community Voices for Public Education. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I'll put I, it in the blog. I know what the Twitter hang, handle is at Houston CVPE is the handle. Thank you so kindly. Karina Quesada, modeler of three, former elementary school school teacher and a community advocate and activist. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics yeah. and Right. Bye-bye. All right, folks, uh, that was the story about the uh, our HISD being taken over. Um, the, look, folks, you can give us a call at 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. And, of course, you'll have a voice whatever opinions, thoughts you have on the entire process. That is 713-526-5738. You know, uh, look, we we are an attempt and this doesn't only go for charter schools this doesn't only go for public schools being taken over by the private sector this goes for just about every sector within our lives from our health care 
to otherwise the constant the, the constancy in the attempt to privatize everything and in and in the process of doing that uh just making things special for some while uh profiting from the masses let's go ahead and bring harry into the conversation and then we'll continue harry you're hot talk to me good morning uh how are you this morning i'm doing fine my brother talk to me okay as far as hisd i had i've told you my opinions and feelings on that before when I think he did a, uh, he stood in for Steve uh, Hunter and was right. talking about, and I, then I talked about Joe, you mentioned Joe Clark. And yeah, well, we I were, mentioned- that, that was a program that, that the superintendent was supposed to call in. Of course he didn't. I wonder why, right. but let's go right. ahead and continue. And I think it's another HI, this could be another HISD. And I like Carita Casala. Uh, every, everything he talked about with her is right on point. I just you think, uh, and there was a woman I think some weeks ago who said um, the Houston school district is not doing that badly. It's just what it was, what it is, is they want to destroy the public school system because Greg Abbott's goal is to turn uh, Harris County blue because they want the black and brown people to get frustrated, those parents, and leave that county so that they can turn that county from blue back to red. That that's their goal, and that's why they want to have, as you pointed out, the turn these uh, into gladiator academies, turn the libraries into detention prison facilities for these uh, kids. There's, there's nothing wrong with these kids. It's just that they are black and brown, and they want uh, a private. Uh, they want things privatized, and they just want them like that. What we're saying, they either want to move it over to charter system. Uh, or they just want it. They want private schools, and they just want to destroy the public schools. Harry, I'll say this about yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, as far as kids' taxes concerned, well, it's what I uh, discussed with you and Steve Moore about this. When you have a conservative w- white man uh, do crimes like this, uh, the re- GOP, the Republican Party, just feels that there are the conservative. Conservative white men are above the law, and uh, the laws just don't apply to them. And so this is why I say I don't believe with, with uh, a Nikki Haley or a Romney Flume or or a Tim Scott would ever represent. Uh, or I just don't think today this, the Republican Party today is not ready to have them represent uh, the party as a president. Because when you do that. When you have a conservative white man get off like that and not be convicted for any of those counts, it just shows you that they're above the law and they just feel that that party uh, uh, believes, still believes in traditional America. And Thank one you, more my thing, brother. Uh, yes. Uh, Paul Hardcastle uh, was played this morning, Peace on Earth. We've got to continue to strive for peace on Earth. Uh, I'll send Howard some requests on Paul Hardcastle. Because he's another jazz master. Thank uh, you, my brother. Uh, Thank you, my brother. You have a wonderful day, Harry. Let's go ahead and go to Gonzalo. Gonzalo, come on in, my friend. Good morning, Alberto. How are you today? Perfecto, mi amigo. Talk to me. Well, it's interesting. I heard about what Karina said, and uh, my question is, uh, I mean, we can cry over spilled milk 
Uh, it has happened, but my question to Karina and everybody, including myself, but uh, since my opinion is limited as a former HISD teacher, I would ask the question if uh, the uh, top guns in HISD are listening to this radio uh, broadcasting station. What did they do to prevent this to happen? Okay, let me see if I understand oh. your question. Uh, do you mean, uh, you, you said it's spilled milk, which means it has already happened. So I think your question is, what can we do going forward? Did I get that right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, we're trying to uh, see uh, the, the problem uh, now when mm -hmm. uh, it's a little bit late and the district has been taken. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Gonzalo, lo entiendo. Lo entiendo. I get it now. And I think okay. we did. We, we did speak about that. On in her uh, commentary, she said, I asked her, uh, okay, Karina, so where do we go from here? She said, active engagement. That wasn't her words exactly, but in effect, she said, it is time for us to get out there and be on, you know, we're, we're, we're possible, be out there at the meetings, in the streets, and take it back. My commentary was, the solution to this problem is to get rid of the people who run Austin at this point in our history, because none of this, you're correct. This is spilled milk. And the thing about it is nobody wants to clean up this spilled milk because they want more spilled. The, look, this is uh, the, the next subject that I'm covering. Gonzalo is, is, is a story out of uh, common dreams title expansion at any cost is the only thing the charter school industry knows and the reason i'm t i brought yeah. that in at, at the same time with karina is because fundamentally uh these things are done slowly enough slow enough that people don't understand what's going on till it has already occurred yeah the milk has spilled what we don't realize is how much of the milk continues to spill in using your parlance, how much of the milk continues to spill. And this story here that is occurring in Oklahoma and North Carolina are apropos because what, what it means, Gonzalo, is this is where this is where the when we speak about the privatization of everything. I mentioned that we're talking about the privatization of school, even though you won't say it, but in October, of course, uh, Abbott is going to be bringing, making charter an official thing in Texas, right? Charter school, public charter school, well, privatizing uh, schools in effect is what's going to be uh, touched on in October in the session in our state legislature. legislature. So what we have to do is now, starting now, starting to mobilize on this. We are the largest school district in the state of Texas. We have to use our power, the power of the people. They may get a few things through because they have that, that Senate that was able to, to, to make Paxton innocent, right? But come next year during the voting period, it is time for us to mobilize and activate. So what can we do, Gonzalo? We have okay. to uh, engage. I mean, uh, let me make this clear. 
I'm currently a teacher of a public school. I have worked for Harmony, which is a charter school. And I don't have, I don't have the best opinion of uh, about Harmony. Uh, I can tell you, but I mean, for, uh, uh, I mean, that's not the solution. Uh, I worked for HIC for five years. Again, I have my own opinion. I think uh, the taking over has been for years. I mean, the news and the proposal and the active participation from TAA and the political maneuvers, but the day has uh, come. And uh, that's why I say don't cry over spill meal because unfortunately, right. I have, uh, I'm, I'm pro public school. I'm a father of a, a nine-year-old uh, daughter, and right. I'm concerned about her education. Recently, uh, oh, oh, I made a move to improve her math skills, and I pay a lot of money to a private institution uh, called Cuban, right? They oh, okay. Down. So that's gotcha. not the solution, obviously. So as you yeah. as you have seen, I am pro public education. Uh, Gonzalo, I have no doubt that I'm, I'm with you. Gonzalo, exactly. Now, let me just say one thing while I have you online still, because I, I think everybody needs to hear this, right? Uh, the problem in our public schools really doesn't start with the public schools. It starts with society at large. You can find in any school district with uh, underperforming or failed schools that within that district, there are very successful schools. And it some, so, somehow always has to do with socioeconomics. The problems that we are having today is that we are not solving the socioeconomic problems and think that somehow schools are supposed to do well when the country itself Within, within sectors within this country, there are so many other problems. Uh, on Friday, uh, one of the things that we spoke about is going to the root cause of issues. What we, when we talk about problems at the border, when we talk, talk about problems with, uh, with, with healthcare, when we talk about all these other problems, the main thing is we have not gotten to the core of the problem and every solution that we attempt are usually band-aids that enrich a few who are placing these band-aids. And that's all they want to do, place the band-aids. Because if you have a sore, a cut that continues to ooze, it'll always need care. And what is care in the private sector but not money? Thank you so kindly, Gonzalo, for your words of wisdom and cons consistency. Thank you, my brother. Anyway, folks, 713. 526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I would love to hear your voices. Uh, we have several subjects to cover, but of course, you come first and the, the subjects are all written. So uh, if we don't get to them and just hear your voice and what you, where you want to go, we can all, you can always go to the newsletter to read exactly what the program was supposed to be about. So folks, please do remember this is your show. Give us a call. 713. 526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I tell you what I'm going to do going forward. I'm going to first start with the uh, this charter school article because I, it is something that should concern us. Expansion at any cost is the only thing charter school industry knows. And the destruction of public education remains the goal. 
So anytime you hear somebody talks about charter schools, remember that we're talking about them overtly destroying the public school system so that they can take your tax dollars, pay substandard a substandard wage to teachers, and then pro- take the rest as profits. Understand that. Anytime somebody talks about privatizing something that should be public, it's a way of saying paying less, reducing performance, and somebody, generally a few, pocketing your taxpayer dollars as profits. It's nothing more than a Paris. All charter schools behave on the concept of parasites. Okay? And I would, anybody who owns a charter school, anybody who works in a charter system, please feel free to call and discuss this at 713-526-5738. I repeat, and I take, I, 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 I take, I I mean what I'm saying. Charter schools are parasites. I repeat, charter schools are parasites. Some uh, and one of the things that we do with public schools is we try some some try to make them as bad as possible, so that charter schools look benevolent and people put their kids in charter schools. It's not the fault of the parents. The parents are always looking for something better for their kids. And if we can make a, a, a public school really, really bad, somehow then a charter school looks like an option, even though it is nothing more than a blood-sucking parasitic entity that really harms public schools in the aggregate. Anybody associated with the leadership of charter schools, please feel free to give me a call at 713-526-5738. I'll be more than happy to discuss this in a civil manner so that all our audience can hear this at large. Because again, until we understand the degeneracy of what the charter school industry represents, we will continue to have these issues. 713-526-5738 is our number. Again, 713-526-5738. Welcome aboard. Eric uh, Hayes is uh, is in the house as well. He says, why is it that teachers are quitting like cops because they're s- sick of what their jobs have become? Exactly. I, I understand that. In Panama, teachers were treated with respect. Whenever we saw a teacher in a grocery store or, a, a, or an almacen somewhere, it was like uh, we stood at attention. That's the respect. Las licenciadas in, in, in the country that I'm originally from. They are the ones that move knowledge forward. And to see how teachers are dealt with here as, as, as less than, it's appalling. It's appalling. But anyway, going to the subject at hand, when an Oklahoma State School Board approved what uh, would become the nation's first taxpayer-funded religious charter school, 
Opponents of the proposal called it deeply un-American and a flagrant violation of longstanding constitutional law. Uh, and Oklahoma parents, oh, we got Evelyn on the line. I, I'll, I'll continue with the charter school issue here. Please feel free to look it up at the, at the um, newsletter as well. Come on in, Evelyn. How are you doing? Uh, yes, I wanted to comment about the charter schools that you're talking about. Yes. You know, I um, worked in a charter school for a while, mm -hmm. and I quit because charter schools now use a method that is very racist and discriminative to the parents, to the teachers, and to the students. They call a teach like a champion. Mm -hmm. It's extremely, extremely racist method they use. They treat the students like robots. They don't. They don't have the right to think. It, I, it, I don't know why. Uh, you know, the parents have not noticed that in the state because it's very racist method. It is teach like a champion. It's why they use. Well, so you know, I, I, I look charters. One of the things with charter schools, Evelina, Evelyn, is that um, it it has always been used to separate uh, uh, kids. Or, or for parents who don't want their kids with a particular or certain kind of people. And a lot of the things that they do in these schools, like you mentioned, is to try to get some people to quit, right? I've heard that those comments as well. We, we, we uh, uh, the ch charter school cannot be discriminatory in the past. So in order to keep the, the population looking a certain way or, or being of a certain class, they do things like you just mentioned so that uh, they can get rid of some of the kids unless they need some of those kids for the state stipend to keep them alive. So it's it's all a business racket, uh, Evelina. So you you, you I, I I cannot disagree with what you've just said at all. Yeah, it's really about money. People, you know, like when something became popular, there is a lot of people coming in because of the money. Exactly. It's money. It's money. And and it's you know money. you have to you have to ask yourself also why is it that they want to change standards for charter schools? In other words, oh by the way, the teachers don't have to be certified. Oh by the way, uh, we don't have unions. All these different things within charter schools. You have to ask yourself why. And the bottom line is always money. We we don't want to necessarily have certified teachers because certified teach non-certified teachers work for quite a bit less. We don't want to have uh, certain regulations upon us because you know what? We if we can have substandard buildings, we can have substandard whatever because it's a charter school that that according Karina Quesada Leon only that does not require to follow sixty seven different laws. Of course, you know I mean. Uh, those 67 laws that these things don't have to follow. Remember, regulations and laws had a genesis somewhere. Yeah, some regulations become outdated and should be changed, but their genesis had a reason. You know why meatpacking plants got inspections? Because people at one time was were eating junk that was coming out of these packers, diseases that were coming out of these packers, pus and all these other issues. So, Karina, thank you so kindly for having called on this issue. Anyway, I'm going to summarize what occurred uh, with in, in, in Oklahoma and uh, North Carolina. 
the state has finally just thrown the towel in in in, 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 in Oklahoma. Now, uh, church schools can now be funded with public dollars. The ultimate the ultimate goal here is that charter schools are the forms of privatizing your public school system that ultimately gives parents less power and can become again now that religious schools have been uh, have been entered can now become religious entities and discrim- officially discriminatory entities 713-526-5738 713-526-5738 i have one uh, let's see i don't have a lot of time left so i'm not going to play the piece on the the strike but do remember we are fully supportive of the strike and you can go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter to see the the six minute segment that i did on the uaw and the strike but i want to play one piece here on ken paxton because um uh it, it was very disappointing but not unexpected what we saw going on check it out Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton was acquitted on all charges that were brought up against him by the Texas Republican legislature. All but two Republicans and most Democrats voted to convict him, but the Republican senators voted party line to acquit. This will embolden every crooked Texas Republican politician to continue their mismanagement of the state. Our failing grids, our denial of health care, keeping Texas as a state with the most uninsured citizens, attack on women's rights, our attack on voter rights, and the plethora of failed policies will continue. Given that the Republican supermajorities in Texas has led us to a point where the will of the people are abrogated, only the Texas voters can change this. Vote progressives into the Texas legislature, lest the demise of the state of Texas. Lest the demise of the state of Texas, I repeat, lest the demise of the state of Texas. When you take a look at how things are operating, it is something that you have got to watch. So anyway, um, let, let me tell, I have a story to tell this morning. This, uh, this morning. You know, AI is the big thing right now, and everybody fears AI. The UAW is on strike because, again, uh, they have not kept their salaries up, etc. But I tell you, this weekend I spent writing a ton of blogs, uh, doing a whole lot of automation to make writing uh, and doing my activism a lot more efficient. Spent a lot of time doing that. And in the process of spending a lot of time, I got very concerned with some of the tools that I was using because it made this one person operation, this one person activist that's out there doing blogging and some being on the streets, on the roads, and, and doing all these things to, to try to inform and keep us going forward. I found that there was so much that I am doing now that takes a lot lot of, how should I put this, that these tools are so helpful that we need so few people now. Because a lot of what I'm doing uh, in the past probably would have to be done by five or six people. And I'm not kidding there. But let me go to Bard and I'll finish his story after. Come on in, Bard. Hey, 
Egberto, I'm so happy that Ken Paxton got uh, acquitted. Yes, acquitted. That's awesome. The the George P. Bush and the the Bush dynasty has been defeated in Texas finally. Okay. Thanks so much for for uh, mentioning that. Okay. Now tell me, um, why are you glad about that now? Other than well, other than it threw me. Uh, George P. Bush, they wanted him to be the governor, and it wasn't going to happen. And the, the ultimate goal was for him to be president, you know, right behind his dad, Jeb. And and that didn't happen. So mm-hmm. that's great news. And it's great news for Texas, too. We can keep oh. fighting the corrupt Biden uh, lawsuits. Okay, let me, I, I'm glad that you said that. Um, I, I want to I not challenge you, but ask you, now that Paxton is free, if you will. Did it make your life any better? Yes. How did it do that? How did it do that? Well, because somebody has to take Biden's policies and uh, all of these things that, you know, Bidenomics that he's doing and and, uh, all the stuff with the border. Okay, Somebody what do you do for a, a living? What do you sport. what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? If you don't mind me asking, uh, I work for Harris County. Uh, what do you do? I'm an inspector. You're inspector. Okay. Uh, is it like water, land? What kind of inspector? Water. Okay. Now, water. um, okay, good. Now, what specifically within the Biden the, within Biden policies? that has made your life worse specifically? Well, I mean, uh, with you being from Panama, you should know that, that, I mean, uh, all these illegals are coming through Panama. Mm-hmm. And okay. from what I heard, Panama is, is being destroyed. They're, they're, uh, they're being destroyed. They're just a highway. Uh, yeah. Panama is, yeah. In fact, they're going through the, the jungles in the, in a province, uh, next to my province of Cologne called Darien, and they're coming through and a lot of the, uh, Michael, I don't remember what you call them, the, the, you know, the guys who bring them over illegally, etc. Coyote. Yeah, coyotes are, are doing that. Now, the difference in stance that I take, however, is that, remember earlier in the program, I said, I like to look at root causes of problems, right? And the root, you know, the, the, the facade is, the people coming over the border. That's the thing that looks like the bad thing to some, right? My question is always the, why the root are they cause coming? is the border is wide open. That's the root cause. No, no, but what I'm what I mean is um uh other borders are or wide I mean a border can be logically wide open or physically wide open. We have always been a physically wide open border. If you take a look at the three thousand miles on the on the north or the several thousand miles on the south. The border has always been wide open. What I'm trying to get at with you, Bart, is the following, right? Uh, there is a, I don't, you know, we sit back and, and get mad about these issues that other people give us an idea that we should get mad at, right? And what I want to be is on the same wavelength with you, because in reality, we are. You and I are in the same boat, no matter whether you accept it, believe it or not. And the things that I want and you want, whether you accept it, believe it or not, I can guarantee you are pretty darn similar. And we are here fighting against I, each other. Let me let me finish. Last night, I was doing some 
preparation for the show and I started doing some graphics and realized that I could graphics that would normally take me two or three hours, I could do in two minutes because of some of the AI technology out there. And I sat back and I said, my God, we are fighting issues about the border and all these things that have no effect on the real problems in this country. And, and Brad and I are going to have disagreements on issues that really don't matter. It's a, I'm running out of time, Brian, but I just want you to call in tomorrow. I want to finish this conversation. Because well, I'm gonna, I mean, ahead. you don't think two or three million illegal immigrants are going to are gonna affect you or, or cause a I problem can, for you? I, I mean, actually, no, actually, I think I, I know. But I know that, Brad, Brad, you're not a bad person at all. That's. Not at all. So don't even think that I'm going okay. there. But no, three million people is, would be good for us. Yes, it would be very good. But that's what can we do. Yes, One sir. last thing. Go ahead. You know, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you came and, and you're trying to do it the legal way. But but just don't bring your socialist policies. And and, and that is what we need to talk about. I tell you this. Let's not talk about labeling my policies. Let's do one thing. Call me back tomorrow early because I'd like to get into a conversation with you. Do we have a deal? All right. Thank you, brother. All right, let's go to uh, Johnny real quick. Johnny, uh, one minute, brother. We're running out of time. Well, too late for Brad. The socialist policy is already here because I, an American born here in the United States, along with a whole bunch of other Americans, believe in socialistic policies. So the cat's out of the bag there, Brad. I have a, I have a list somewhere here of all the Central and South American nations that this country has militarily attacked mm-hmm. over the past 100 years. It's over 40 countries, and Panama is on that list. I think of once course. or twice at least. Twice. Recall. Twice of you. Uh, well, actually, the foundation of Panama was based on military action by the United States. Exactamundo. So the reason I really called was to help people think of the charter schools in a different way. You know, all these fake universities like Trump University where they get. Uh, uh, hey, Johnny, money. Johnny, I, I want to get to Brian. So give me everything you need to say in 30 seconds, please. I'm saying it right now. Okay. These schools, these so-called colleges that are just profit mills, that's what charter schools are like. They're basically like that, except for grade schools. You got that right. Thank you very much, Johnny. I, I, I will talk more in detail tomorrow. Uh, come on in, Brian. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, can you yes, hear sir. me? Yes, sir. Okay, UAW went, uh, went on strike, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, has the mainstream media spoke of why they went on strike or what they're striking for yes they did oh they, they well, well what is it they're striking because they want to make uh they want to make 40 uh percent more on their salaries get a, a four-day work week and in other words they want the same the same benefits afforded to the executives which over time with the inflation rates and the increase in costs of of cars they got 40 percent uh these guys are actually asking for 36 percent go ahead okay they want 40 percent wage increase over the next four years they want a 32 hour work week correct that is unrealistic. Let me tell you, that is, uh, how is that unrealistic, my friend, when if you take a look at what they made in 19, uh, uh, 15 years ago, they are, they are making less with that raise. 
they would be making less than they made in 20, uh, 15 years ago. Again, what, what the corporate state has done for a long time is they have con- continuously reduced the income of the worker year after year after year to where it has accumulated to being behind by 40%. That's why the standard of living of the American worker has gone down so much. If you do this one step at a time, by the time you have to make up the difference, Brian, you are hurt. What I'm asking you and others who complain about the UAW is join them. In other words, it's, it's, simp- it's simple. Stop taking up for the people who are ripping you off, the corporate, the corporate state. Stop allowing these guys stop putting the worker against each other tomorrow since i am running out of time that is one of the things i want to talk about but go ahead brian okay my father was ibw and he hated it you I know worked with a bunch of them. why did he hate it real quick yeah, I worked with a bunch of, why did he hate it yes because they wouldn't work they okay, would well, not work well let me tell you something sir the man that made a, a styrofoam pipe wrench and would walk around, and everybody thought that was funny. Uh, well, look, let, let me tell you, I'll, you, I'll, I'll you call can, back tomorrow. I'll, that other I'll call back tomorrow. Thanks, Brian. All right, thank you, Brian. Uh, you can always find you can always find areas where there are people that take advantage of things. We can't make that be the aggregate. Anyway, we got to get out of here. So I need to run to the control room for uh, for uh, Jack to give us a final word. Charter schools, bad. Making money for dumbing down education, dialing up indoctrination. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. I want to thank Jack Van Beber, Goin Solo. You were a big success. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how in this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.